Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Every morning, my four-year-old son is obsessed with playing. He will play while he's meant to be eating his breakfast, while he's meant to be getting dressed, and it drives me crazy. And yet, he's in his element. And according to some, play is where he's learning the most. Dr. Kate Highfield has a long history in researching and teaching about early childhood learning. She's part of the Early Childhood Australia um, and have basically, they've all wrapped up an Early Learning Matters Week. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Thanks so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure. Now, let's just start with the beginning. Why is play-based learning so important for the early years? Oh, gosh. Siobhan, there are so many incredible benefits from play. Uh, Essentially, it's almost this uh, platform for young children to learn everything they need to know about the world. Um, We know that children are learning to communicate, to problem solve. They're they're acting out new situations and scenarios. They're learning about spatial reasoning and mathematics. Oh, my goodness, the list could go on forever. And you just wrapped up the Early Learning Matters Week. Why did Early Childhood Australia get involved in this kind of campaign? Yeah. So Early Childhood Australia, along with a whole series of partner organisations, Organisations, um, including Family Daycare Australia, Good Start, the Reggio Emilia Australia Information Network, a whole heap of amazing partners. We have an advocacy campaign going, uh, which is that early learning, um, it's called Early Learning, Everyone Benefits, and it really uh, re-articulates and really reinforces why early childhood matters. And particularly, we're trying to lobby our governments and our, get our political committees parties to commit to policies that really support uh, quality early learning. Now, it makes sense to me why, if you're a daycare centre or, or a place that looks after young children, that you would support this kind of campaign. Why is it relevant to other parts of the community, let's say businesses or, or government? Why should they be paying attention to this sort of campaign about early childhood learning? Well, early childhood learning does really can be seen as a foundation for all other forms of learning later in life. There's a plethora of research. There's so much research in this space that supports quality early learning having impacts on children's lives for their entire life. Um, I won't bore you with all of the research around that, but essentially we know that... um, Every child who participates in early learning has improved outcomes. Those are in uh, outcomes that are cognitive outcomes around communication, literacy, numeracy, etc. But they're also better outcomes in terms of social and emotional skills and about physical well-being. Um, and unfortunately, in Australia, um, we are in the bottom third of countries uh, ranked by the OECD uh, for attendance in uh, three-year-olds attending, uh, attending early learning. And we really need to improve that uh, statistic and, and make sure that we're focusing in on quality early learning. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Kate Highfield from Early Childhood Australia. They've just wrapped up the Early Learning Matters Week and we're chatting about why it's so important to... Um, encourage our government to spend more money in early learning. And we've also been talking about play-based learning as something that um, children get a lot out of. Now, some parents might hear 
the the phrase play based learning. Go, yeah, but my kid, he plays all the time, or she plays all the time. Is um, the other learning outcomes something that needs to be guided? So, is there a specific type of play that helps children learn? In fact, all forms of play helps children learn. One of the phrases I love is the idea of recognizing celebrating and building. So recognising when learning is occurring, celebrating it and providing an opportunity to build on that learning. And as educators, we talk about that all the time, looking at children play, observing children's play and looking for opportunities to recognise when there's learning occurring, to celebrate it, maybe sharing it with parents and then to build or extend upon it. And we can do that at home as well. Um, My daughter is 10 months old and she is obsessed with smashing her breakfast into her tray table as she eats in the morning. (laughs) Now, I know it sounds weird. Yes, it makes a terrible mess. But if we really recognize what she's learning there, she's learning about senses and understanding that her hand uh, can feel certain things. Um, You know, a child uh, playing with blocks is learning about engineering and balance and sound structures. And if they're building towers that don't fall over, then perhaps they're learning about foundations as well. So really looking at how your child plays and seeing when you can recognize and celebrate when learning occurs and then provide more opportunities to build on that. And is that about um, whoever's there with the child sort of articulating what has just happened? Like, oh, wow, you've just built that fabulous tower with a bridge that people can walk over or or that sort of thing. Uh, Absolutely. Ways that we can communicate with our children and co-engage in play is vital. But it doesn't always have to be you saying, oh, wow, you built a tower with four blocks high. You know, that can be a little bit fake sometimes. Maybe it's saying, tell me about your tower. So we're inviting the child to tell tell about their learning as well. The important thing is that we're recognising that children are, are learning as they play and providing opportunities to celebrate that. Even taking a photo and sharing it with a parent who's not there or sharing it with a grandparent, say, look at the great blocks I built today. Um, it, it helps the child have ownership of their play and make a connection that, that, they're, that they're learning as they play. Um, now, I have seen in my own child's um, early learning setting that the educators come up with some really fantastic things and they put things out that the kids can go on and play with and it's always so beautiful to watch. Has there been any standout um, things that you saw last week for early learning matters that you would like to talk about? I would love to. Thanks, Siobhan. So part of of our Early Learning Matters Week was to invite politicians in to see that early learning matters, which is important. But we also invited centres around Australia to share examples where they're seeing early learning uh, in their play. And we had some incredible examples on social media and, in fact, a phenomenal response. Um, Hundreds of thousands of people engaging through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, It was really lovely to see early early childhood being part of a positive news story um, and, and it's important. So one, I've got three quick examples and I think you're going to share them on the website as well. Yes. Um, I loved um, a post put up by Explore and Develop's Bush School in Lane Cove where they took the children to Lane Cove National Park and they explored natural materials, so rocks and sticks and bark and leaves and invited the children to build structures. And I I love that. As you know, my background's in STEM and technology. Um, That was my research. And so I was so excited to see these structures and the engineering thinking that's going on in there. So children building with uh, sticks are understanding physics and um, 
communication and negotiation, but they're also engineering, which is making things and making things that work better. So I was excited about that from the problem-solving component. You know, it's really hard to balance a stick, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. How how do we do that? Um, And when we think about our three- and four-year-olds doing this, it's brilliant to celebrate that high-level thinking. And um, I know there was, uh, because I have seen these pictures that others will be able to see later today, there was also one of, um, it looked like maybe a bridge made out of straws. Yeah, it's a great example, isn't it? So this actually came um, from one of the C&K centres in Queensland. I'm not sure which one. I wish I knew. And I believe that the children had been reading a story um, about an old man and, and how he had to get across a river. So then they took the story and brought it to life. So using straws, uh, they built a bridge for the old man to cross the river and so really took a story out into the real world. And if you think about it as parents, we read books to our children all the time. Wouldn't it be great to take something from a story and act it out, whether that's through um, dramatic play, so acting it out as a play, or acting it out with blocks? You know, hey, we read uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Could we build the chairs from Goldilocks and the Three Bears? You know, really bringing a story and and using that as a spark point for play. Now, I'm not sure if I got the right image, but the last one you sent me was a couple of parents and a child sitting around Lego. Are you going to tell me that Lego is something that we can... (laughs) I quite like Lego, I must say. Yeah. Well, I have to say that particular parent is not a parent. She's um, an MP. She's Amanda Richworth. There you go. <laughs> she was visiting one of our centres, and it's a really interesting um, centre from Woolloomooloo. It's the SDN, one of the SDN services there. So the politician was visiting, and literally the educators put out um, some Lego for the children to play with. And there's this little girl who's very carefully constructing a wall. Um, and if you think about Lego play, block play, duplo, duplo play, that excites my mathematical brain because there is so much problem solving and spatial reasoning. There's measurement, there's um, uh, communication around which block fits where, there's discussions about height and comparison. And, of course, problem solving as we fit bricks in uh, to make a a structure that works. Um, I think sometimes we underestimate the power of blocks, but blocks, be they branded things like Lego or Duplo or even just regular blocks, have enormous potential for learning. And engaging with our children as they're building or after they've built something to recognise what are they doing is a very powerful tool. You know, I I just wish... um, and I, I wasn't at that service in Woolloomooloo, but I would love to have said to that little girl, tell me, what are you building and what are you thinking about as you build this? Because the problem solving that's involved there is is really advanced and it's something we need to recognise, celebrate and build upon. It's so exciting. Kate, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Siobhan. It's great to chat. That's Dr. Kate Highfield from Early Childhood Australia. And as we mentioned, we'll pop some of those images up on our website or you can always search for the hashtag Early Learning Matters. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.